This episode of the podcast is brought to you by punching your dad in the face so he knows you like him. So I'm like trash. No, you're different. Maybe you fell in radioactive waste, or maybe you were a special genetically engineered soldier who was cryogenically frozen and sent back in time to save me and save all of mankind. Oh, Superman, save me. You got something in there. You're like the multi-purpose tool guy. You're special. You're special. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that did contribute to the farts in this movie. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today, we're here to do Swiss Army, man. <laughs> we thought we did it. We didn't. Yeah, no, we didn't. Um, I, I swear, like, I must have, like, I think when we did the underrated A24 films, I think we talked about it. Mm. But I, I swear, like, I was also in the same boat of, like, we probably did this before. Yeah, it just, it felt like a film that we did for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. And I was, like, 100% sure that yeah. we did it. I was like, no, Zach, we definitely did it. And then we mm. went back and looked through the whole catalog. And it was mm. like, nope, never did it. It was, it was like, weird. Okay, well, that was a weird, uh, a Mandela effect moment, mm. you know? The alternate universe did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we're doing Swiss Army Man. Mm. Um, A24 Boys back again. Yep. Uh, this movie, I really enjoy. Like, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about this. This is my second time. Even, come on, man. Give okay, us the director. Fine. Well, Where are, fine. Why are you going? So, Swiss Army Man came out in 2016, directed by the Daniels of Daniel Kwan and Daniel China. You have limited people in this film. You have Paul Dano, who plays Hank. You have Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Manny. And that's your whole cast. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you can throw in there, like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Sarah, and then Richard Gross, who plays the dad of Hank. What a gross name. Oh, huh? I know, right? I knew I knew a gross. <laughs> yeah, we When did. we used to work in Target. <laughs> Wait, funny story about yeah. that guy. Um, so, uh, Jess, my girlfriend, uh, she... She would be like, I hated him. And I was like, why? Like, he was so to himself. He mm-hmm. never, like, bothered anybody. Yeah. And she was like, every day, he would go to, the to like, the front counter mm-hmm. and buy, like, one of those pre-made Starbucks Frappuccinos that mm-hmm. you could buy, like, out of just, like, a cooler. You know, yeah. like, they come in, like, little glass bottles. And um, and she was like, every morning, he would grab one of those fucking Frappuccinos <laughs> and buy it. And I would just watch him drink that drink, <laughs> and it would just piss me off so much. <laughs> it's like, wow. Like, you know how there's just some people mm-hmm. in your life that, like, you can you, do nothing you and piss you off? You them, and for whatever reason, you just don't like them. Yeah. Everything they do bothers you. Clearly, that guy was, was, uh, <laughs> was that, was to, that to Jess. Um, and his last name was Gross, yeah. which is maybe also part of it. Maybe. I An mean, unfortunate last name. He didn't really bother me, but. No, nah, he was he was a kind of a weird guy. Yeah, he would come back and be like, yeah, I just don't feel like doing anything, so I'm just going to stand behind Pizza Hut. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. You going to help me with anything? Nope. I'm like, all right, fine. But anyways. Ah, the, the golden days of working retail. Oh, so I nice. don't miss it at all. I still work it. Well, yeah. <laughs> just not there. Not there, but. Um, anyways, so. Yeah. If you don't know what Swiss Army Man is, though, now that we kind of, like, sidetracked ourselves. So, Swiss Army Man is basically a story of a hopeless man who is Hank, who gets stranded on a deserted island and befriends a dead body, which is Manny. And together, they go on a surreal journey to get home. Mm-hmm. And, my God, this movie is so lighthearted, yet so, like... I would say this movie is not lighthearted. <laughs> For the most part, I would say this movie is lighthearted. I disagree. They, I, th- I think that it's like it's it's kind of like a like a lighthearted veneer. Yeah. But like 
as soon as that cracks open, it's actually very, very like yes. um, emotional and deep and uh, and whatnot. I gotta say though, mm-hmm. I did not enjoy this movie as much as I thought I was going to. Really? I, it kinda, I thought like, you were gonna love this. I, movie. Well, I I saw you know the when it came out back. Uh, well, when did when was it released in two thousand and sixteen? I know I saw it then, and I was like, this is really cool. This is really good. Um, and I think it was just because of how unique and like different this movie is, which mm-hmm. is one of the biggest praises you can give this yeah. film is that it's absolutely unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, you know, you cannot, you cannot make the argument that this thing lacks imagination. Yeah. Um, like it's just such a fun movie for the most part. It is. Uh, and then I don't know. So I was like, I was kind of like, you know, excited to rewatch it cause I haven't seen it in a while and rewatching it. I was like, Hmm, <laughs> not quite hitting like the first time. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think there's like reasons for that that we can get into. But, um, yeah, let's talk about everything that we like about it so far. Oh, because, my God. So much of it. Yeah. The the soundtrack to the film. is really interesting yeah, because right? they, they kind of they kind of sing and that then and then that starts mm-hmm. the like the music, the soundtrack for the film. It almost makes you think that like this movie is going to be a musical. Because right. it's like the first like twenty minutes, there's like two songs that like both of them sing together. Yeah, but and like, then it and then it becomes like the theme of like yes. whatever they're doing, which is kind of a unique thing. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I liked how like even from like the first shots too, um, just like the the cans and like the little boat and like how Hank had written on there saying like you know help me like I was stranded yeah. I got like shipwrecked like. That's such an easy way, like, right off the bat to give you a backstory. Like, right. we don't need him to be, like, like telling Manny, like, oh, you know, I was trying to get away, and I, I ended up, like, on a ship to, like, go on go sailing and, like, go adventuring, and then I fell off, and, like, now I'm here. Like, you don't yeah. need that. Like, it's all literally in, like, two minutes. Right, yeah. Um, Another thing, too, like, I really like the intro to this film. Um, him hanging himself? Yeah, like, I think, like, it starts off, like, so dark, and then to the point where you get Manny, and he's farting, and, like, he's actually, like, shooting himself, like, through the water, and then just, like, him, like, grabbing him a little bit, and then, like, the big title screen of Swiss Army Man. Yeah. It makes you feel like it's gonna be a lot more, it, it's it's kind of, like, weirdly, metaphorically being, like, you know, here's, like, a lot of the dark stuff, but here's also, like, the really fun, like, good time yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a good balance. It kind of shows you, like, the idea of, like, hey, this is a going to be a weird journey. Mm-hmm. And, like, as soon, like, you know, the opening, yeah, like you're saying, the opening uh, credits, or the, yeah, the opening scene is kind of just preparing you for, like, if you go into this film and you have no idea what the hell's about, mm-hmm. I think that you would be very, very, like, you know, put off by it. Yeah. I, I do feel, and I know that, like, when they did the, I think it was, like, Sundance, they revealed this film. Um, There was a lot of people that walked out because they were like, wow, it's just too much of, like, crude humor. Yeah. And I was like, it's it's really not, though. Like, they're, yes, they, like, play on the farting a lot. And it's, it's in my opinion, it's a little too much. Like, I think, it, I th- I think it kind of, like, loses its, because... I do think that there is like a metaphor for mm-hmm. the farts. I think yes. that's kind of like obvious, and I think that there's a point to it. But I do believe that like using it for it's it, it's kind of it's a weird balancing act that I don't think they quite landed because initially it's kind of meant for comedic effect, and mm-hmm. then it and then it comes full circle to actually like it means something much more. Yeah, which is kind of 
in like just saying that sentence is kind of weird because you're talking <laughs> about farts yeah. and being like, yeah, no, there, there's like a deep kind of like purposeful meaning behind these farts mm-hmm. um, is is like just very bizarre. Yeah. And like trying to have like a, a critical conversation about it seems kind of like weird. Yeah, exactly. But but there is this, you know, this kind of like deeply metaphorical thing about them. But going throughout the entirety of the film and you not kind of realizing that there that there is this kind of metaphor mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of being used mostly for comedic effect until it's not. Mm-hmm. I do think, listen, a fart joke is funny, yeah. but 50 fart jokes <laughs> is not... like Hilarious. It, 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 well, to me, like, it kind of starts losing its kind yeah. of potency, you know? It's just like, okay, like, I get it. So, like, even, like, it, it gets almost tiresome, like, from, in my opinion, like, from the start. Like, mm-hmm. after, after he uses him as a jet ski and then brings him, you know, and then they, and then they make their make, they make their way to the, the second Island, Mm -hmm. or I guess at that point it's the city, um, but the outskirts of the city. Yeah. Um, like just walking through the forest with him tied to his back and it's just, you know, fart, 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 Mm -hmm. fart the whole time. And it's like, all right, this is already getting like, we're already losing it. Yeah. It's already too much in my opinion, Mm -hmm. but you know other people obviously like comedy is so subjective mm-hmm. same thing with like horror right like what something what somebody finds scary other somebody else might may not so like if you just love fart jokes and like that's just like fine with you then like you know like okay that's great like then then you're gonna appreciate it and maybe a bit more than me but for mm-hmm. me i for me it started like running itself thin like pretty quickly yeah i mean that's why like about like 25 minutes in when like he found the cork and like put it in i was like okay like now we can get some break from it. Um, yeah. Fun fact, too. I found out that, like, everybody on set and, like, every actor, like, basically recorded a fart for the film, except for Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> who is doing the farting. <laughs> That's so that was, that was I didn't weird. know that. Um, the scenery in this film yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah, the set designs are really cool, too. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just woods, but, like, the way that, like, the Daniels actually, like, picked locations for it yeah and like how he set up the shots for it it looks gorgeous i know like the the uh the island in the beginning he just found like a beach that like he really really liked and then he like they cropped it out like the rest of the beach and just made it look like an island Mm. um but it still looks really good to me yeah no it looks great um the editing in this film i think is fantastic like especially when you have those scenes of when Manny starting to kind of talk and like having conversations with Hank and you have like that kind of like montage of like them talking about life and like what it is and how you should be and meanwhile he's making he's like building old, like a city yeah. out of garbage exactly yeah. like it's it's super cool it's super unique to the point where it's like I've only ever really seen that kind of like the same feeling from that from the Godfather Part Three, <laughs> yes. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's got like I, I, a yeah, very yeah, yeah. similar feel to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. Actually, they they kind of do feel like kind of like sister projects. Sort yeah. of. You're right. I, I never even like thought of that when when um now now that you mentioned it, it's like yeah, of course. Like they mm-hmm. they feel so. I think Hunt for the Wilder People is a little bit better, but yeah. I, <laughs> well, Sam Neill. Yeah, and he's not dead. And, yeah, right. Um. But yeah, you know, you're right. They definitely do have like a similarity and, and it is kind of cool to see like the, at the end, the project that he built, mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow, that's like, it's again, co- again, it's, it's, sh- cool. it's just so unique. Like mm-hmm. everything about the movie is just so unique and just quirky, I yeah. guess would be like the way to say it. Um, and then like, you know, we kind of like, 
things kind of do, like I was saying, like, yeah, there's this lighthearted kind of veneer over it. But, I mean, the movie does kind of... You, you really start learning a lot more about Hank. Yes. And, and like, Manny kind of being, you know, the one that he opens up to and confines to about all of his internal feelings and, yeah. like, how he processes his emotions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and Manny kind of being there to kind of help him got like because like it's so it's so they have a really interesting dynamic because they're so different mm-hmm. um, because Manny of course has no filter yeah right and and Hank's so recluse and, from yeah, everything exactly so like he you know he's like he's you know like there's even a point when when they're faking the the whole like bus scene mm-hmm. and. And he has like the headphones on and yes. like Hank is singing and he's like, Hey, don't sing. Like you can't sing. Like it's <laughs> like people are going to like, but there's like nobody there. Right. Yeah. And, and he's still, even though they're surround in the woods and it's just them two, mm-hmm. he's still like, don't, don't sing. People are going to like, like, you know, make fun of you or like, look at you odd. Like if you're, if you're singing on a, on a public, in a public place. Um, and you know, Manny just like, I don't understand it. Yeah. So like <laughs> y- you really start like, unpe- like, this is what I'm like, this is what I'm saying is that like, it, it's lighthearted, but it's really not because no. like you really start learning like who Hank is and like what this journey really like all, you know, is, mm. uh, is all about. And it's very, um, just, you, you can really see yourself in Hank. I think a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, he really does like embody this feeling of like all these feelings that like we wish we could do, but we never actually take the chance on. Well, like, Manny, Manny's kind oh, of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Like, Hank is kind of like who we. I, I imagine like we are. Like mm-hmm. again, like you don't sing in public because people look at you strange, or you know, you never talk to the girl that you think is so pretty because you don't think you have a chance with her. Yeah, or him, whatever it is. And like he is kind of like the the like ideal like you know society person that mm-hmm. is just like you know stays in their lane mm-hmm. and like doesn't bother anybody and you know whatnot. And then Manny's the the opposite. Yeah. Like, the person that, like, most people, like, wish they could be, where it's, like, just the confidence to be, like, yourself. Yeah, with it. yeah. And it's just, like, we all fart. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, why is it, like, why is it embarrassing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? And, like, Manny's just, like, I don't under, I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. So, like, Hank trying to teach him almost to be embarrassed of himself. Mm-hmm. And Manny trying to teach Hank to not be embarrassed of yeah. himself. And finding that middle ground with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, like you start unpacking this thing, and like there's this whole layer of like Sarah and and mm-hmm. and Manny kind of feeling like he he knows her, like he 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 he's, he's like met her before, or like they were maybe like together, or yeah. like they're married, something like along those terms. And Hank just trying to like get him to like remember everything, and I think that's a really interesting way too. Again, with the story where it's like trying to get him to remember like his life as being alive. And then getting, like, these kind of, like, level ups to, like, what he can do. Yeah. Like, like actually creating fire with, like, his fingers or, like, the karate chop or, like, shoving shit into his mouth and, like, pushing down and he becomes, like, this Machine cannon. gun. <laughs> yeah. Or even, like, the water pump. Like, that's, right, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Again, no lack of imagination. No. At all. Um, even, like, when they... Like when the bear comes, yes, and they like <laughs> launch themselves into the fucking sky, mm-hmm. and they and get that really beautiful shot of like the nitty, the, the nitty, yes, the, the nighttime like city sky is really really beautiful. Mm-hmm. The nitty gritty nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, one take, one take, no edits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, uh, you know, like Sarah's kind of like this like figure, like you're trying to like figure out who she is, mm-hmm. like why, how does Manny know her, and then you come to find out that 
he doesn't. Yeah. And that she and neither does um, Hank. Yeah. Cause Even though she's on Hank's phone as like his like fucking phone like uh, screen. Yeah. Because like, again, that was one of my favorite scenes, too, is like when they're stuck in the ditch and like they create like that whole bus and he's trying to teach Manny like, hey, go talk to her. And Manny's like, what would you do? And it was like, I'd wait and yeah. I'd go home and I'd eat a pizza by myself. And hope that there's a chance that, like, one day, like, we'll actually be able to have a conversation together. Yeah. And it's, like, again, like, this feeling of, like, you you don't feel like you can do it. Like, you don't feel that you can talk to this girl because she's so pretty and you are so normal. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really cool. Hank's a weirdo. He is. Um, That is one of my cons to this film is that, like, towards the end of the film... It, like because this whole time you're with Hank and Manny and you're you're getting to know Hank and you're kind of starting to like like have this feeling where it's like you love him because like he's so like awkward and so plain like so normal and he like he wants to do more things and I feel like towards the end they kind of paint him more as like a stalker or like a weirdo. Well, he kind of is. Yeah, he is, and I I don't know. Like I feel like that kind of like taints like the whole thing of him. Yeah, because it's like you you want him to just win at the end. Yeah, and in a way he does. He does. He but like, wins it, in like the whole idea of like Manny, him and like Manny kind of making him realize that he should not be embarrassed of who he is and like not care about what people think about him and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but so I did not love the fact that they end up in her backyard. I didn't either. Because so there's kind of like the grand reveal that this whole thing was kind of fake. Mm-hmm. Like they instead of instead of him being stranded on an island and driving him across and finding themselves on that beach or whatever, like in reality, this whole thing was just like a f- just a psychological journey, mm-hmm. like literally a psychological journey, not like a physical journey because he was doing all of this stuff a few hundred feet from her backyard. Yeah. And I think the first time that I saw this film, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's so like, it's cause it's so kind of shocking. Yeah. Cause like for, I, I feel the same way. Cause like the first time around I was really like, Oh, like, you know, it's kind of like the what if, like, is this all real or was it like all in his head of like, oh, he actually was stranded on the island. Right. He actually yeah. did come up like towards the beach and like he did make this long journey. Yeah. But yeah, this time around, I was like, man, he's only like, like in the backyard. Which is weird. Like, exactly. It, like, it's all like that. And again, like, kind of like what you're saying, where it kind of ruins like the 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 childlike wonder that you kind of have with Hank of yeah. like he's innocent like he's so innocent and Mm -hmm. and and he's just trying to like become a better person essentially like he he needs to stop caring about what people think about him and he and he has this kind of journey through that through manny and manny in my opinion is kind of like him like he he's all he's all the parts of him that he's lost yes essentially and and then when he ends up in sarah's backyard and like the girl, the, her little, her daughter's there, mm-hmm. and then you know they, she ends up calling the police, and the police show up, and it's like, there's a, is there a real body? Like it's so, yeah. it's like so... you start to question because then even too like the the news reporter is like, hey Manny, like we're gonna get your like your shots in a couple of minutes. So now it's like, 
is Hank Manny? Like, yeah. was Manny even a real thing? Right. But then they acknowledge the fact of the dead body. The dead so. body's there. So clearly there's a dead body there. And mm-hmm. he must have washed up. He was, they, they, make, they pretty much say that he was probably like a jumper, like off of a bridge. Mm-hmm. And then he washed up to the shore. And then he just happened to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he became, you know, this imaginative um, way for Hank to get his thoughts out, essentially. Yeah. He was, there, kind of, he was kind of like a physical embodiment of like a journal. Yes. And like there was a really nice scene too before they got to the backyard where Manny can like actually move now. Yeah. And then you get to the point where it's like Manny's now carrying Hank. So like yeah. symbolically, this is the point where it's like Manny's no filter, like do what your heart tells you has taken over Hank's like reclusiveness of like, no, I'll just think about it, but never actually do it. Yeah. But yeah, like when they get to the backyard, it all kind of falls apart to me. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate it's an it's an unfortunate conclusion to a story because it it really paints Hank to be this weirdo mm-hmm. at the end of it, where like like a real real weirdo, yeah, like, like a stalker, like and and like you feel that too when it's like they're the cops and like everybody are trying to go get Hank because he's taking Manny and he's trying to go back to the woods and like they come across like all the shit that he's built. And then you see like the sign where it's like the, I don't know. It was like the raccoon trail raccoon or something. Raccoon like. city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no. But like, it's actually an evil. What is it? What's that movie? What is that? Uh, uh, it's resident evil. Resident evil. Yeah. It's, a, it's an actually a resident evil time. But like, there's the raccoon that's like actually like nailed up there. And yeah. it's like, dude, like this is starting to become like serial, serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does become that. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, the body, he, he ends up bringing him to like the beachfront. They're on the water. Mm-hmm. And then again, you kind of get this weird metaphorical ending that mm-hmm. could also be real because it's like clearly everybody sees the body yeah. in this movie mm-hmm. and they react to it when he ends up whispering to Manny. So he ends up farting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hank. Manny, yeah. Hank ends up like releasing like his farts and that's supposed to be like, oh, he's no longer embarrassed to be himself in front of people. Fine. Like mm-hmm. if that's what you want, if that if that that's that's a fine ending, and then you know he whispers something to Manny. I assume something just like "thank you for all yeah. your help" or whatever it is, and then Manny takes off by himself, mm-hmm. and everybody is just watching. Like they react to it, yeah. and they smile right. except for Sarah, who's like, "What the fuck?" Right, right, right. Which is the correct response, right? So like you're kind of left in this state of limbo of mm-hmm. of like, is. Was the body real or was it? In, I mean, not 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 that the body was real, but like, was all of the powers that Manny was able to do, was that all a manifestation of his of his uh, mind mm-hmm. or is it not? Because I want to lean into that it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Is like I like ambiguous endings, but they. It's literally like split down the middle. Yeah, it's so confusing. It is confusing because it's really split down the middle of was Manny actually able to do this or was it all Hank? Right. Because the ending makes you believe that Manny was actually able to do all this. Right. But everything else leading up to it makes you believe that no, it was all Hank. Because, again... He was, you know, a few hundred feet from her backyard. Mm-hmm. He, 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 there wasn't this long journey. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was all like a mental journey. So, it's very, very strange. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say that, you know, them seeing Manny do that is them accepting Hank for who he is or mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't know. It's weird. And, like, I did not like 
the end, like when his father, because like you you don't know his dad. Like mm-hmm. he comes in right at the very end, is like I can't look at this body, and then he yeah. like leaves, and then he ends up running away with the body, and then the father comes down to like you know the beachfront. And, like, his dad kind of gives him that, like, stereotypical kind of, like, we've seen this a million times where, like, he gives him that, like, smile and nod, like, mm-hmm. like I, I accept you, you or whatever, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you know, it, you know the, the body ends up going away and, and driving off by himself. And it's just like, dude, you were literally, like, pinholed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you were just, like, placed at the end of this film for the last three minutes. Yeah. And now... And now, like, you're supposed to be having this, like, loving, accepting moment with your son, and we have no idea who you are. Like, exactly. I just, I don't, I don't like it. Especially, too, because, like, work. all the conversations beforehand was, like, oh, you know, we got down to, like, basically just saying, like, happy birthday to each other, but we forgot a couple of years. We set up, like, an e-birthday right. yeah. card, so it's, like, we don't have to send it to each other. Yeah. And it's, like, that's how disconnected they are. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that all of a sudden now they're, like, a loving family again? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, that does kind of bother me, like... I don't know. I I want to believe that in the end, like Manny had all the powers, but everything, like except for the last minute, kind of yes. points towards the direction that he didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of like the main thing as to why I didn't love this movie as much mm-hmm. as I thought, because I do kind of feel like the ending kind of ruins the rest of the movie. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. what where, where if it ended differently, and I don't, I can't give you the perfect ending, but. If they took the liberty to make it end in a different way where it wasn't so confusing mm-hmm. and just like make Hank not seem like such a creep, it I think I would have liked this movie a lot more. Because yeah. like the journey going through for the most part I really, really enjoy. Yeah, like, absolutely. I'm never bored throughout the entire journey. Right. But when you get to the conclusion, it just ruins the journey, which yeah. is so sad. I know. Or at least, like, do something where it's, like, confirms that, like, Manny was Hank this whole time. Right. Yeah, exactly. I Yeah, I agree with that. Um, um, I think it has some decent themes, though. Like, the, the use of farting to, like, metaphor being ashamed, right. I think is fantastic. Like, n- I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Like, the idea of farts being something that everybody does but nobody wants to like admit that they do it yeah. and literally the entire life of hank of just wanting to do these things but being ashamed of yeah, everything like right. it's, it's really great of course they touch on like homosexuality and like uh transgenderness i think a little bit in this film uh, i think a I little bit i don't think little, it goes i don't think they, far. i don't think they were trying to like say something but i think they like unintentionally like touched on it a yeah, little bit like when i what because what i took away from that was like when when hank is dressing up like sarah mm-hmm. that is hank like when they have like they they had they they kind of have like their first kiss moment that yeah. like final first kiss that they have and it's of course being used as like hey it's actually just like him him he's able to produce oxygen yeah so that he doesn't drown um but he's but he is kind of dressed like sarah mm-hmm. um and and they have like that kind of moment I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get like homosexuality out of it. It was just more of like Manny and Hank, or Hank really realizing and like coming to like the the conclusion that, you know. At the end of the day, and the, what I took away from it was, she's just a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not this crazy. You know, at like untangible, unreachable thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a regular girl. It's a regular girl. That takes the bus yeah. every day, just yeah. like you. Exactly. And like a first kiss, 
it's played out to be kind of like the stereotypical, like this is the most magical thing that's ever happened. And I think that they kind of lean into that with the idea of Manny literally being his life support at that point. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, again, like that's not like you can't, you can't expect her mm-hmm. to fix you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, you have of, to fix yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like what you what you take, what I took away from it. And like, again, yeah, obviously again, like loving yourself, accepting mm-hmm. yourself, not caring what others think, like all that stuff is, you're right though. Like it, this movie's got a lot of metaphors and mm-hmm. like themes. Um, and that's why like eight special navigators out of 10, seven for me. Yeah. I just, I, I wish the ending was as strong as the rest of the film. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's, it's just kind of a downer. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, it's such a strange and bizarre film that having an ending mm-hmm. some directors can do it some writers can do it they can they can make this super unique strange film and stick the landing and others just i think have a hard time doing it and yeah. i think that they went in the complete wrong direction in my opinion yeah. with the ending tried to make it like too real but too yeah. surreal at the yeah same exactly time. so it's it just, like it, it didn't fit yeah it was unfortunate but uh overall it's a fun heartfelt deep film that will definitely have you talking about it at the end of it and yeah. will definitely make you think yeah um so yeah seven out of ten for me all right overall i liked it i have a recommendation yay oh uh, youtuber i i watch a lot of youtube lately yeah. um there's one that i really enjoy his name is will tennyson um he's based out of canada he is a fitness youtuber um but what i like about him compared to like most fitness youtubers is he actually has like humor in his his episodes and like his um his his stuff so it's like his vlogs or yeah, whatever yeah i guess you can call them vlogs like he actually is funny he has like a very like dry sense of humor with everything um and he doesn't sugarcoat anything either like he's like doing these videos of like i'm going to eat just protein bars for 24 hours or like I'm going to do the workout that Christian Bale did for American Psycho. Oh, for so he's doing like challenges. Yeah, gotcha. stuff like that. But like he also will actually have like guests on of like fitness athletes and like try to pick their brain of like you know how to eat properly and how to train properly and like what they do to be in their best shape. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. And then again too, like just the silly stuff of like him. I watched one the other day of like him trying to break world records. And it's, like, ones of, like, eating a donut in, like, like 20 seconds. And then, like, all these fitness ones. And then by the end of it, he's like, I'm going to do the Kool-Aid jammer one. Where it's, like, you just drink it in 14 seconds. Which feels, like, easy to do. I don't know about you. I don't... I don't wait, I, drinking I, one glass of Kool-Aid in 14 no, seconds? No, no, no. Like, the Kool-Aid jammers. Like, the Capri Suns. Like, those, like... Oh. Like, little bottle plastic things. Like, I feel like I could knock that out in less than 14 seconds. You feel like you can, and then... I feel like I can. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I never even heard of that. A jammer? Yeah. Never heard of it. You're weird. I'm just... You, you grew up on, like, Sunny D, didn't you? I was a Sunny D kid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, can, I, I, I can see it I in your Capri eyes. I Suns <laughs> and Sunny Ds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, remember, remember those wax bottles that had, like, the liquid inside? 
oh the barrels chew on them. yeah and yeah. then you like chew on them and then you just have like a ball of wax in your mouth at the mm-hmm. end of it and you're like why am i just chewing on this <laughs> wax what a weird time ah uh, huh? the 90s of food dunk dunkaroos is oh, that what they were called oh my god my favorite <laughs> so good <laughs> jawbreakers were a big deal mm-hmm. those like chocolate like egg things that you crack and then they would be like little uh, oh, the dinosaurs in them, yeah, like little yeah, toys, yeah, yeah. and like nobody knew, so like you just ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, the nineties, good times. <laughs> but anyways, Will Tennyson, I I find him a lot of fun on YouTube. So cool. check him out. Great. Um, next we- episode, we are going to be talking about great moments of editing in film. Okay, maybe more important than the film itself. Mm. Zach, take us out. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Now, Frank, if you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit.